0: all right everybody welcome to another extra bases with bristol and booth jason bristol jeremy booth with a new background looking good jeremy how are you doing today i'm good man how you doing we're doing great we're doing great we are streaming live on twitter via StreamYard. so if you have any questions while we're uh while we're progressing along with this podcast please leave your comments below and we'll uh take them as we go On today's show, I think one thing that we have to talk about is this report about a possible, or not possible, but a meeting uh, between the players and owners on Thursday. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10, what's your level of optimism that um, some real progress could be made tomorrow, Jeremy? Two.
1: Two. I mean, I I think it's been, uh, you know, quiet. I think it's been, you know, waiting to see who's going to make the first call. I mean, clearly major league baseball has a proposal at least they want something they want to discuss and, and the players need to answer the phone so um it's interesting to see how far they're going to go we'll find out more or we may not find out more when it's all done but um man you know I, I don't have a whole lot of optimism in major league baseball stepping to the plate with what they should come with just yet i i don't really have a good feeling about that i think that's going to take a while um but i think that both sides realize that they need to get screen training started on time if at all possible so it's good that on january um i guess it's 13th tomorrow january 13th that they'll at least have another meeting
0: tonight is actually a very interesting anniversary here in houston sports do you know what it is one year ago today james harden sat behind a mic after a game and just said, I've done everything I can. It's just not, we're not good enough. And um, blah, 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 and then walked off and the Rockets have never been the same since.
1: James Harden was the reason I stopped being a season ticket holder. You know, when I when I left uh, the Mariners or was no longer a Seattle Mariner and I went into, was, was you know, beginning the early stages of this. As you know, I was a rocket season ticket holder excellent seats man I mean half court and 14th row up and it was I mean perfect and I you know I've loved going I've heard
0: but, I, I never experienced it but I've heard but were you were really
1: aware good. okay well in, in any in any event uh you know Harden you know shot 200 times a night I mean you know the Astros did, I mean the Rockets didn't win anything and I went further into any other sport but the NBA which is a shame because I grew up a Laker fan and I grew up with Showtime Lakers and then you know Shaq and Kobe in my late teens and early 20s and um you know, you turn it into the Rockets and then Rockets are always a fun basketball team to watch, and then you gotta watch that. So um it's better to rebuild and start over, I guess, and have James Harden, you know, jacking up that many shots in the in game six of the of the conference finals.
0: Oh, I don't know about that. I think that um James Harden with that that current leftover cast certainly wasn't gonna work. But anyhow, um I'm at about a two as well as you. I'm wondering, um, obviously this is this is like the beginning of a fight, like a like a championship fight in boxing. You know, they're going to be feeling each other out. I think we're still in that we're still in that phase right now of of feeling each other out. And I, I think we're still a long way to go. We're still there's still a long way to go before there's some real progress made. Um, and and you know, <laughs> spring training is typically about a month away. And and I don't have a real good. I don't have a real good feeling that it's going to start on time.
1: Uh, I think that it's up to the players it will start on time. I think that the players, however, um, as evidenced by uh, today's announcement with a batting cage chain and, you know, today's uh, some other announcements are, that they have and things they are working on are more invested in getting the right deal done this time and they are starting spring training on you know february 15th i mean i I think that's important to them i think it's got to be important to them it's about the health of the game it's about the the fan engagement who who understands what's going on um it's about work labor relations i mean look you know look this is a unique industry right i mean if you think about this for a second there's it's entertainment like movies or, or anything else you know nobody is buying a ticket to watch these analysts put together WOBA. I mean, it's just—it's not happening. Nobody's looking at FIP and going, man, I got to go watch how these guys do it. Like, 70,000 people, 60,000 tickets, selling things out. You know, media everywhere, not happening. But they are watching what happens on the field. And so these guys are an entertainment product. It's different. Um, the balance of what should happen as far as how the revenue should be divided is different. I mean, you and I talked. Um, a couple of days ago about some some things that i would do you know the owners won't do it wouldn't do it i don't know if it works for the players but it's a starting point right so uh you know it, there's the owners are not going to come with what they need to and the players are dug in to get the right deal
0: and, and they should be that's a good tease though that you mentioned the things that you brought up to me i don't think you're ready to basically give those out right now that is am i correct about that I mean, they're my opinion. It's
1: just they're my spitballing when we do these things in mine alone. It's not like I've right. heard this from anybody else, you know. Oh, okay. Um, it's it's something that I came up with, and I'll I'll throw this out there just
0: for the for fun in one manner. Okay. Since you mentioned it a little, it's bit. Like, I think it's, a little,
1: little, it's like that side in the yeah. ribs, you know. Like
0: quit, yeah. What people's right. appetite, right? So, it, so if
1: you are, um. If you're the players and you're the owners, again, entertainment industry, nobody's showing up to watch the owner's own, and I mean zero people. Um, if that's what you're doing, you know, the, the owners have expenses. They have far more expenses than the players. Do The players show up and they draw a paycheck. It, it's a sizable paycheck, and it should be, but they draw a paycheck. Um, when you're talking about percentages of, of what it is, the owners have far more expenses to bear. So what if, And and this, look, this will never happen. OK, but what if the owners showed up and opened their books entirely and said, look, these are all the expenses. This is what it is. This is the profit. Before we pay anybody, including the players, we're going to go ahead and we're going to show you all the expenses it takes with the Major League Stadium, all the revenue deals, everything we have. This is 100% its entirety. And then we're going to go ahead and we're going to pocket. We're going to split, let's say, the profit margin, the net after all of the expenses are met. Players get a share, owners would get a share. The problem we've got is that the owners would be fighting, and and the players too, and the the owners are fighting harder over how much of that net share they're supposed to get. If you just did that, put all the expenses on the table and had some transparency, much like using a consistent baseball all the time instead of changing baseballs around, if you're able to do that, then you probably have at least some place to start and get a real deal done. But They're not going to do that because Major League Baseball benefits far too much by keeping their books closed and nobody knowing what's really going in and going out.
0: I did think it was a really interesting concept, though, and I told you as much when we were discussing it the other day. But you're right; there's no good reason at all from the owner's side to open up the books and Zero. tell people that listen, we need we need public money to help us build a stadium, or we're losing money, or whatever. So I agree with you. I think that um, I think it's a really interesting concept, but. In reality, it, it will it just will never see the light of day. On
1: first of all, none of these clubs, and I heard a story about one the other day that had the the audacity to talk about catastrophic losses. And man, this it's a huge gigantic market, and they this this particular club I has, has remigged on on some of the deals they've had with um, groups and people, and and even man people you know just across the industry they've done some things like that. But um, I've heard. know, stories these guys they're not losing money at the very least there's equity in these franchises that um has value that continues to rise the players aren't getting any equity so you know and they shouldn't they're they're employees they're employees of the of this of these teams so they're not getting any equity the owners are getting the equity the investors are getting the equity their memberships are getting the equity so um if they're not making cash they're gaining value in longevity of business in 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 uh, in sales and dollars that are coming through as far as as, is as a multiple or or any kind of EBITDA formula, I mean, business concepts, right? They're making money somehow. So they're not losing any money at all. They may not be making the profits they
0: thought they were going to make. They're not losing money. As we move on here on Extra Bases, one huge story coming out recently is that the New York Yankees have hired a woman to manage one of their farm clubs, that being Rachel Balkovic. She will manage the Class A Tampa Tarpons, which is the Yankees' single A team in the Florida State League. Well, pardon me. What is it now? It's high Class A. What is it? Low A in? Well, it was the Florida State League. Do they still call it the Florida State League? I don't know what they're doing. It will always be the Florida State League. That's
1: that's another thing that these guys are doing that makes less than zero sense.
0: Yeah, but I think it's low A. It used to be high A, the Florida State League. But anyways, uh, what was your initial reaction? when you heard the news? Um, I treat
1: this the higher in, so I, I, you know, the the obvious, the answer that people are going to want to hear is what do you think about a woman getting this job? Okay. And my answer is, is that if we're truly in a gender or, or ethnic, ethnic, or some people would say the race, which I race neutral, which I don't like race because we're all humans. And that's the only race I know is the human race. So if somebody is, if we're looking at these things truly and is ethnicity neutral and gender neutral, then I don't care that she's a woman getting this job. It doesn't resonate to me. I care that she can do the job. I care that she has players that respect her. I care that the Yankees put her in a position to be successful because not it's not just about her. It's about the players that are going to be with her for the year um, in Tampa. Uh, I care that what it says about their organizational structure that she was involved in the hitting court, being a hitting coordinator for a year. Um, and now she's a manager. I care about the pathways. I care about the the baseball things as a whole, because it's a gigantic job. Now it's a different type of job than being a coordinator. So there's different things to shape. Um, you know, and, and, and there's a lot more, Uh, In perception, there's gonna be a lot more control over her actions and what she's doing from the front office and the the farm director, whereas a coordinator and somebody who's in charge with leading the player development uh, of a certain area of the the organization, um, there's a lot more freedom and blue ocean navigate some things, right? So when you're taken out of that job and put on the field as a manager or a coach, as far as running a team, it probably has something to do more with your skill set something to do with uh, your leadership ability, which is can be seen as a positive or maybe a better fit for your leadership ability to make you successful. So I I don't care that she's a woman. I care that she's able to do the job. Um, I think it's important that she's a woman as a secondary note because no one's ever done it before, right? Um, The worst thing that can happen is that we make a big, big, big deal about her being a woman past saying, wow, she's the first one ever to do it in 2022. It's like having an event series or doing things that eliminates a certain ethnicity by by naming it a certain way right you don't want to do that because you're being discriminatory or you're trying to highlight or profit um on the fact that somebody's differences instead of just accepting that we're all people and and so i believe that uh if she's good enough to do the job she should get the job and if she's if she's got the job now let's see where
0: she goes here's why i think her background really works for this type of position this type of promotion if you will You play professional baseball. Who do players typically have the best relationship with on a staff of a minor league team? Trainer. She was a strength and conditioning coach, right? Yeah. She was a strength and conditioning coach. And based on what I've seen, that they are typically the people who form the best and strongest relationships with the players. And I think that is a huge benefit to her moving forward down this path because people will always be questioning the obvious not that it's right or um the obvious which is oh she's a woman and does she know baseball and things like that well of course she does of course she does she wouldn't be in this position to begin with but as we know knowing baseball doesn't always do the trick and the fact that her former position as a a strength and conditioning coach, including her time with the Houston Astros. I just think that's a huge benefit because from what I saw and what I've seen with my own eyes, players typically have the strongest relationship with those people. Now, granted, I know there'll be a different dynamic now, but I think I've got to believe she will be drawing on that experience and those experiences moving into this position.
1: So what I'm going to say here is, is all those points are very valid. And, and I think that what we're really talking about is relationships and trust and player buy-in and some of those things, right? And that's not just into her. That's that's in the organization as a whole and their direction. But this next part is going to be a little bit of, well, I mean, we're just, just going to do it. Um, her background before the Yankees, and, and I know, look, I know she's well-educated. Her background before the Yankees was driveline. Um, and the Astros under the pre- previous general manager, I have that correct. Is that right?
0: That is correct.
1: Okay. Um, neither one of those people, of those groups, are known for how much baseball they knew, and neither one of those groups are known for being good with people. Zero. Okay. So she may, as far as her her, her skill set of being good with people, great. That's good. That's probably what they want. I would say that the less baseball she knows in an era where baseball people who have had decades of knowledge on the field of what works and doesn't work that have had to do things without the benefit of all this technology and all these different ways to find either get themselves to the big leagues or experiment with it or help players get to the big leagues or evaluate with all this. I'm just going to say it. Put it on a platter. Easy to anybody can do it. Paint by numbers, technology and analytics. Um, which Um which real baseball knowledge that goes back, accepts some of that and then rejects Reject, reject some of it uh and when it comes to technology you know you put that with real baseball knowledge man it's unstoppable force so you know we, we got rid of baseball knowledge and we brought in people that don't have baseball knowledge and so I think she's what she's really in is what you talked about because we know her, her background in The two previous places has isn't known for baseball knowledge or are known for technology and and biomechanics that's got nothing to do with her it's just where she's her background so I think we're right I think you're right on that I think it has to do with Uh, skill sets has to do with leadership has to do with some connecting with players. I I hope that's a strong suit because she's going to have to be able to do that. And she's, you know, I I do think in 2022, it's easier to get, um, you know, gender buy-in from from the players she's going to be around because it's just broader accepting, right? So uh, I I hope for her and I hope for the Yankees and for the players she's going to be around that she's wildly successful with what she does. It's a pretty big position. Um, but you know, she, there, there's there's direct is one thing, and the way those other people, other groups have treated people is a little bit different, right? So there's going to need to be a little bit of a um of a balance and a softening with players to get them to really buy in.
0: She also uh, worked for the St. Louis Cardinals. She was with the Cardinals from 2012 to 2014. Uh, Johnson City Appy League. She was the uh, uh, strength and conditioning coordinator there. The first time a woman had held that role in baseball. Now she met with the New York media. Oh on wednesday and one of the questions asked of her was how would she describe her leadership style here's what she said this video courtesy of the new york yankees i really think as a coach of young men or just young people in general uh being direct and being clear about your standards and being clear about what you want is probably gonna end up pretty well being honest um, and up front is really kind of my style and I think anyone who's worked with me or for me or whatever would agree with that is that I'm pretty direct and just straightforward about um, what I want or how I feel about what's going on. And I think that you know, might be painful up front, but ultimately leads to really uh, fast moving conversation about you know, things good or bad. So I would say my leadership style is definitely very direct. Very direct. That is how she describes her leadership style. I think that works in whatever business, it doesn't just have to be baseball. So um that was Rachel Balkovic describing her leadership style today to the New York media. Again, that video courtesy of the New York Yankees.
1: Good luck. <laughs> it's a tough job. You know, good it luck. Is.
0: I hope they have a uh, they, they give her the support she needs. And well, you gotta remember she's in Tampa, right? So she's gonna be She's going to be there where everybody is, the Yankees complex.
1: Yeah, I just, it's, if this was the first time, you know. There's not a lot
0: of media there in the Florida State League. Zero. Zero Um, media covers that. I hate to. That will change, that will change, though, that opening day, obviously.
1: Yeah, I I hate to draw it this way because I really don't want to see it as any different. This was the first time, uh, man, as a manager, I'd say the same thing. Like, good luck, you want me set up to, to succeed, not to fail, so uh, you know, good luck. There, there, you are the first to do it. And there's there's some note in that. But, um, you know, as far as the doors you open for people behind you, like I've said before, when you're the first to do anything, there's there's some some added pressure there or some added visibility. But the ultimate the ultimate, uh, you know, telling a story is going to be being successful. And and if you have any uh, any ceiling in the side of it and, and, and going from there, I mean, that's what it's going to be.
0: Tampa Tarpons are low A. I'm looking here at the website. She's prominently featured on the front page. So that is uh, the story of Rachel Balkovic as she was introduced. uh, She was introduced on Wednesday officially as the manager of Class A Tampa. You know, Jeremy, our last podcast, um, you said some things about um, the new recent hires of the Houston Astros. I was wondering, um, I asked you that day what you thought the Astros' reaction would be. What has been the reaction of people around the game to what you said about how um, that you were vastly disappointed in the hirings, that it was basically analyst, analyst, analyst?
1: Yeah, same guy, 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 same guy. You know, Same guy. Um, same guy um same guy and you know what i got from people was what i heard was same guy same guy same guy absolutely correct i got from somebody else that says disappointing i got somebody else who says right on i got somebody else who says spot
0: on you know the the reality is um what is that Uh, i was trying to be fancy and put some minute made video on there (laughs) but (laughs) as we work through this platform um
1: the, the reality is – I the, thought the, it was
0: going to be really fancy, Jeremy. The, the reality please, is, is – Please it, start over, so that way we've got a good clip for the um, – yeah, I, I don't
1: I don't want to – so I don't want to discredit the people. Like I said in the last show, it's not like it's about one person here, right? They all might be very, very talented, and I really do hope they're very successful. Um, and I think anybody in the game hopes they're successful because nobody wishes failure on anybody else. It's just I, – I, I mean, I guess the easiest way to sum it up would be rounds of applause – support and uh people agreeing with the fact that we just hired or they just hired the same guy same person again and again and again and again it's like um what there's like a laverne and shirley maybe or i love lucy episode way back right way back where they have these like candies coming off or they're stamping stuff it's like the same thing again oh there's no there's no one there's no one there's no one. one same clothes same wardrobe same barber same same razor I mean, at what point are we gonna like find turn the page and find somebody else that has how about a I know how about somebody with long hair? How about a couple of earrings in there, right? How about some uh how about how about some different balance? How about somebody that comes to work in gene cutoffs? I mean, I know I know this, none of this works, but figure it out. Find some people with some background um in a way that's different than yours. Like it doesn't have to be we think about diversity as different skin color, and, and yeah, that's what it should mean is different, but it means different backgrounds. How about some people older than you? How about some people that are further younger than you? How about some, some people who are seasoned lifers? Why does it have to be everybody's got to be the same? Frankly, to me, that's boring, and it hasn't worked yet. But that's what we're going with here, right? So um, they look, it's their organization. is there to do what they want to do. It's vastly disappointing that we just hired the same guy again and again and again and again and again and again. And again and that's like a broken record. So uh, how's, how's that? Not only did I say that last time, I'm doubling and tripling down right now. How about that? And I got... And people, the people around the game said, you know what? You're right. Because everybody has this hope. They have this hope that when you have an organization, right, and you have a chance to start this thing over, that you're going to start it and do what's good for the game. Those of us in this game, and there are thousands of people who have actually lived, bled, sweated, tried to run through walls, walked through fire, fought for it to be part of it, understand the game is bigger than you. And so you want the game to be better when you're done with it when it's done with you, rather, because you can't pick these things, right? The game picks you, it's not the other way around. So when the game's done with you, you want to have left it better, because nobody cares. They don't care about your name or the guy next to you. They care about the game as a whole. It will always march on. And so when you do something like this, and it doesn't move the game forward, it's disappointing on levels that hurt people who genuinely love what the game is supposed to be. It's hard to realize that people are in positions in such a fan connected emotional passionate subject that don't even like baseball man it's just, it's really hard to swallow and while again none of these guys in particular and certainly not you know i'm talking about all of them. sarah i'm talking about you know uh, powers and, and none of them i'm not talking about any of them individually am i am i indicting when i say this what i am saying is that they're interchangeable because they all think the same way. So they all resonate the same way. And so many of their peers are like that. It's hard not to look at them and think they're like that too. They deserve a chance to go ahead and prove it, but it is frustrating to watch when the game is treated like a science experiment by somebody who's more concerned with defensive runs saved than winning a championship. It's hard. It's hard to swallow. So, you know, I I wish uh, they're nothing but success, but uh, I just tripled down on my comments and, you know what? Everybody else was okay with it, too, so it's it's fine. And even if they weren't, I'd say it anyway, but yeah, rounds of applause.
0: All right, time uh, in the podcast where we go back to one of your former scouting reports and take a look back. Today, we're going back to 2012, a player you had ranked fairly high. Yeah, I liked him. Unfortunately, his professional career did not go as planned. He was out of baseball released in 2017 and if I have this correct never made it out of a ball which I find very interesting because again I'm looking at the comments that you wrote about him striker trahan catcher from Louisiana grinder competes aggressive resilient major league leadership the big thing about striker trahan is he didn't hit Um, You thought a regular catcher in a major league role with all-star potential and impact behind the plate. Very athletic with an astronomically high ceiling, plus-plus bat speed, hand strength, combined with an improving all-fields approach and ability to consistently drive the baseball. Now, further down, you said all issues are fixable through technique. Possible vision concerns, as well as some bouts of swing and miss and receiving issues, will respond well to pro ball when he goes out and plays would consider at three. He ended up going 26 to the Diamondbacks. And like I said, Jeremy, just never hit a career average. And I just had it, and now it's gone. It, but a career it, it, average it of, not good. of 220.
1: Yeah, in and so look, you know, the um, thing about Striker Trahan, I actually heard his name again last summer um, in Lake Charles, Louisiana. And he's married to, I want to say, a councilman or a police juror's daughter, right, over there. And you know Stryker, I believe, lost his mom uh, tragically to cancer and uh, had some family issues that um, I'm not sure he ever bounced back from. very, very strong family guy. Um, I don't I think he went out. And I don't think he had the love for playing that we all may have thought might have thought he had, but the guy it reminded me offensively, and at the time I didn't write this, I don't think, but I certainly you know, look at it now of a Matt Noakes. but man, he was a plus runner he could really throw. What, wasn't sure he saw real well. Wasn't sure he saw the ball well. There were balls he he did drop behind the plate. I thought he could, he should have caught. Um, there were balls he swung and missed at. He should hit a long way. Um, but you know he uh he had all the tools in the world, man. It, it, it just did not come together. And he went 26 in the draft. He didn't go three. We took Mike Zanino, Kevin Gosman, of course, went right behind us, and uh, that was Correa's year and, and Buxton, you know, one and two. So you know, top of the draft, he didn't fit. He did fit the back of the first round. Um, and of course, he was selected there, but once he went out, it just all kind of went downhill from there.
0: Matt Noakes, huh?
1: Offensively, yeah. And I, I played with Noakes at the end of his career, the beginning of mine. It was pretty close.
0: Uh, your comp here is physical player comparison. Pardon me, player comparison here. It is I'm trying to do two things at once. Player comparison was the pride of the North, Ernie Witt.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you get the idea, old school throwback catcher, that's kind of who he was, right? But um, yeah, it didn't work out. I mean, scouting is very hard. As many wins as we celebrate, we have far more losses. And um, Striker was a guy that obviously the industry had some feel for. They liked him, the tools were evident. Um, I was no different, I really, li- I really liked him, I really did. Even now, going back, I liked him. I would write the same report at the time uh, or today, even though how it turned out for what he could be, obviously wouldn't take him in the first round. Uh, knowing how it might turn out but what he could be the ceiling was was pretty high
0: all right well i think that ends another extra basis with pot uh bristol and booth as this podcast has now gone 29 minutes almost jeremy it's amazing we just um we just go and go and go
1: none of this is rehearsed for those of you that know how we do it we literally talk right before we go on we do this in the world series we do this in sports extra we do this for, you know they're extra bases we do this for anything can we just get on and do it right just for the yep. moment go facebook lives is roll
0: i got an itchy trigger finger here on this mouse that's why we're bouncing all over <laughs> and we got minute made drone video i tried to dress it up today it didn't work we did get the rachel Balkovic so, uh, uh interview on okay. so that was good and the and the uh the intro works so um yeah so i think that wraps up another extra basis. and then we'll post this on uh youtube and we'll also post it on the iTunes and Podbean and all those other places you can get it. Anything else, uh, Jeremy? Nope. All right, everybody. Yeah. (laughs)